0: Be the one holy and living God. God and there is one body and one spirit. One, God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God, of all. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God of unchangeable power and eternal light, look favorably on your whole church, that wonderful and sacred mystery. By the effectual working of your providence, carry out in tranquility the plan of salvation. Let the whole world see and know that things which were cast down are being raised up, and things which have grown old are being made new. And that all things are being brought to their perfection by him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. People of All Saints, you have reflected on your ministry and discerned your choice for a new rector.
1: We have chosen and called Simon James
0: Mannering to be our rector, and he has accepted. Well, I commend your choice. I commend your choice, and I affirm this call. Simon James
2: Mannering, Presbyter of the Church of God, you have been called to work together with your bishop and fellow presbyters as a pastor, priest, and teacher,
3: and to take your share in the councils of the church. Now, in accordance with the canons,
2: you have been selected to serve God in All Saints Church of the Episcopal Diocese of Atlanta. This letter is a sign that you are fully empowered and authorized to exercise this ministry,
3: accepting its privileges and responsibilities as a priest of this
1: diocese in communion with your bishop.
2: Having committed yourself to this work, do not forget the trust of those who have chosen you. Care alike for young and old, strong and weak, rich and poor.
1: By your words and in your life, proclaim the gospel.
3: Love and serve Christ's people.
1: Nourish them and strengthen them to
3: glorify God
2: in this life and in the life to come.
3: May the Lord, who has given you this will to do these things,
2: give you the grace and power to perform them. Given under my hand and seal in the city of
1: Atlanta on the 18th day of October 2017,
4: in the sixth year of my consecration, the Right Wright Reverend Robert C. Wright, Bishop of the Diocese
2: of
0: Atlanta. Are you, the people of All Saints Church, ready to continue in your ministry with Simon as your priest? We yeah.
5: Simon, with With this Bible, we proclaim and hear
0: God's living word. Join us in the ministry of telling the
2: good news to the world. Amen. Let us hear again the good news of salvation.
4: A reading from 2 Timothy. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. As for me, I'm already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on, there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful in my ministry. I have sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all, the parchments. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
6: Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread all around the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all of the synagogue were fixed upon him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord.
5: Come, Holy Spirit, touch our minds and think with them. Touch our lips and speak with them. And touch our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. Amen. Amen. As I was making my way over, there was a a music stand between me and the pulpit, and I wondered if there was some message there. Um, And Simon rather deftly moved it out of the way, uh, other duties as assigned. Well done. <laughs> it's great to be at All Saints in Atlanta. Thank you, Bishop Wright, for the privilege of being with this wonderful community and with my friend and his family. You know, one of the things we learn in our seminary preaching is that great sermons are always really close to heresy, and I (laughs) pray, dear Bishop, that I stay on the right side of that line, but we'll see how it goes. You can deal with it after I leave town. (laughs) The good news is that I have great material to work with, and I want to name three things. One is the gospel that was just read. Jesus proclaims the good news for the first time, proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I also have a parish more than 100 years old with rich history, and I read about you amazing energy. And I have a friend and colleague who is to be with us this night as your rector, the Reverend Dr. Simon J. Mannering. These well, you all know the thing what if these three things don't belong together? Well, all three of these things belong together. The gospel reminds us of the core message of Jesus' proclamation. The world is being transformed by the radical love of God in Jesus Christ. We are to expect restoration and reconciliation, recovery of sight to the blind, the oppressed go free, the year of the Lord's favor, jubilee. And as an urban parish of the New South, I have come to know that you have a storied history of proclamation. This pulpit has witnessed many a challenging sermon. And there has been much squirming, I dare say, in these pews. There will be more challenging sermons, and I bet you a little bit more squirming in the pews. The road that you have been on has not been an easy one. As a a southerner raised next door in Tennessee, I can imagine the cost of discipleship of those saints who formed and refined this community to be what it is today. We all know the work of truly proclaiming and living out the gospel is quintessentially sacrificial, and it calls us to take the long and hard view. And now here you have a a new rector to move into this present with its weighty past and his expectant future. I love what you wrote in your profile about your next rector. prefer someone who is perfect at all times, And with everything, but we understand that Jesus has other commitments. (laughs) You know, clearly you didn't give up easily, though. You went all the way to San Diego. And there you found an Englishman. Wow. But what you got, and I'm here to tell you, is an incredible human being. Recognizing that this parish is complex, you hoped for a gifted administrator. And that is indeed what Simon has proven to be. He's a ministry strategist who imagines, collaborates, innovates, and creates. Which is why today in the Diocese of San Diego, there is a school of ministry doing local training for those to be ordained. He recruited a first-rate faculty. He, he found them in San Diego, in all places, different schools, different universities, and somehow convinced them to come and work for us for almost nothing. I think it was his, his wonderful personality, myself. He developed a curriculum. He built a critical mass of students, and he launched the enterprise, and it took about six months. And because he was able, organized and personable, he did this while being a full-time rector. But he's more than an administrator. He's a fine preacher. He has a winsome smile, and there's a little something that goes I've noticed on the corner of his eyes when he's about to say something quite witty: "Be prepared." <laughs> he's a great teacher. And oh, this is so important. He's kind. He's a community pastor who can deftly find ways to intertwine the parish and the world outside the church. Pacific Beach, where Simon served as rector, is an eclectic neighborhood, and I'm saying this very carefully because I love this community. Um, it has unrepentant hippies, expensive beach homes, and road-weary, homeless people. And all found the welcome table at St. Andrew's, whose priest could be found outside in the community, walking on the boardwalk, doing a sermon on the beach. Where, where do you do your sermons now? <laughs> Don't ask. Uh, meeting patrons and in the bars, being present in those brittle places. And vigorously advocating for the voiceless. St. Andrew's in Pacific Beach is remarkably stronger and healthier and holier because Simon came. And now, you and Simon have discerned that you are to walk together, to continue the proclamation of Jesus indeed and in word in this place and in this time. And it's a remarkable season, a season of challenges. It's a time of seemingly waning influence of the church. It's a time of of greater dislocation and division when this very proclamation of Jesus needs to be heard. And it has been given to us To give that message. There are so many. That are still blind. And need to see. There are too many. That are crippled. By despair and loneliness. As we celebrate this new beginning. This coming together. For Jesus' gospel proclamation. We bring. Into this fellowship. This California primed Englishman and this progressive, energetic urban parish. And we wonder how God will use this combination for God's mission. How will all of this be a part of what our presiding bishop calls the Jesus movement? A movement that is just as alive today as it was when Jesus unrolled that scroll and began his ministry. I suspect that the center of this new beginning, as so many of the gifts that are about to be presented suggest, is this Eucharistic table. It is a simple and a reality of who and whose we are. It is a table of Jesus where we are fed and become what we eat. The body of Christ. It is here where all, all are welcome. We're here because we have experienced the love of God, that sense of belonging at this table. But in this broken world, We know that our table fellowship is incomplete. There are still others that we need to bring to their place at God's table. We know that we need to be imaginative and take this gospel, this bread, into the world rather than expecting the world to come to us. We sense that we'll have to leave our comfort zone and literally be a different kind of church to be the church we're called to be. What will that feel like? What will that look like? Permit me to, to tell a story, to offer an image and a perception, an impression of that becoming. And like all good stories, it's, it's borrowed from somebody else. <laughs> And in this case, it's borrowed from Tony Campolo, a Baptist preacher. I mean, don't you all love it? you got an Episcopal bishop from California who's now teaching in an Episcopal seminary who's going to tell a story by a Baptist preacher in Alabama. Now, that's the Episcopal church for you. But here's the story. And and again, a little diversity. The story is is based on an experience he had in Honolulu. Tony was on a trip there. He was in demand. He always has been to preach and to speak. And he'd gone across all those time zones. And you know what happens when you do that. You just can't can't get your, your clock set. And so in the middle of the night, he gets dressed and goes down to the street to search for something to, to eat. And he comes along a, a sort of greasy spoon place that's open 24 hours, seven days a week. And he goes in and he gets a cup of coffee and he gets a donut. And after a few minutes, these folks come in and, and these, they're women who are ending their, their shift, their work. And there's really no polite way to put this. They're, they're, they're ladies of the evening and they're congregating. And one of them, who's named Agnes, says to her friend in the table behind him, You know, tomorrow's my birthday. I'm going to be 39 years old. And her friend, I guess, was tired and sore feet, said, whoop-de-doo, what do you want me to do? Throw you a party? Bake you a cake? Just cutting words. And Tony, even though his women were behind him, could hear in Agnes's reply, her hurt. She said, I wanted to just tell somebody to share it, that's all. Why do you have to be so mean? After a little while, they left, and... Tony thought about them and went up to the owner of the the diner and asked, do do those folks come here often? He said, yeah, every night about the same time. And a conspiracy was born in that conversation. They agreed that Tony would return about 2.30 the next night and he'd bring a birthday cake. And that the owner and his wife got involved. His wife cooked in the back and they would get some stuff ready and they'd have a sign and all that was done. The next night, Agnes and her friend and a few others came in. And I think, as Tony puts it, about every prostitute in Honolulu had been called to be there. (laughs) Kind of a weird thing for a Baptist preacher, but okay. And Agnes walks in. Everybody says, surprise, Agnes, happy birthday. And they did this singing, happy birthday to you. you know, Here's your cake, blow out your candles. And Agnes couldn't catch her breath. She was taken by total surprise. And the tears were flowing. And finally, the guy who owns the diner said, I'm going to blow out your candles for you. And he did before the cake burned up. <laughs> and Agnes is holding the cake. And the the, the the diner owner said, "Come on, Agnes, cut your cake. let' let's have the birthday party." And she just said to him, "It's so wonderful. Can I keep it?" Can I take it home?" And he said, "Yeah, take it home. That's fine." And Tony said a prayer at that moment for Agnes on her birthday and for everyone there that night. And the party went on and then ended. And the owner of the diner said to Tony, he said, I didn't know you were a preacher. Yeah. He said, what church do you serve? And Tony said, I serve the church that throws birthday parties at hookers at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> and the fellow said back to Tony, he said, no, you don't. That church doesn't exist. If I." church existed, I, I'd go to that church. Saints, you know that church exists. That's the church of Jesus Christ. That is a church that Simon and you have come together to serve. That is the church where the blind see. That is the church Where those who are in despair find new life. That is the church that proclaims the year of the Lord's favor. You heard it in the collet that was prayed this evening. Where things that are cast down are being raised up. Where things that had grown old are being made new. Where all things are brought to their perfection through Jesus Christ. Are you that church? Atlanta is dying for that church. You have the history, the future, and the rector, and the leadership amongst you to do that work. I suspect there's some birthday parties in your future. (laughs) And so I invite you all to get busy on that work. God is good and God will bless you in that work. This is the year of the Lord's favor. Proclaim the gospel and be astonished at what God will do in your midst.
0: Simon, people of all saints, in holy baptism we receive full adoption through God's grace and full empowerment for ministry through the Holy Spirit. Will you work together as partners in the mission of the church in this place to reconcile all people to God through Christ? The water of baptism signifies our eternal covenant with God. In it, we are buried with Christ in his death. By it, we share in his resurrection. Through it, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to Christ, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We pray you, O God, sanctify this water by by your Holy Spirit, that all who in baptism are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Savior.
2: Let us renew the solemn promises and vows of holy baptism by which we renounce Satan and all his works. And promise to serve God faithfully in God's holy Catholic Church. Do you reaffirm your renunciation of evil and renew your commitment to Jesus Christ? I do. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, with the
1: communion of saints, with the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.
2: Will you continue in the Apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in the prayers? I will with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil? and Whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Will Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? will Will you strive for justice and peace among all people? And respect the dignity of every human being.
0: May Almighty God, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, bestowed upon us the forgiveness of sins and called us to ministry in Jesus Christ, keep us in eternal life by His grace through Christ our Lord. Amen. here And I'll, I'll, you carry, and I'll sprinkle first. Let's start here. Get her real good right here. group really well here. It is right. a, this is the reason. We'll go to the chapel. We'll
4: Simon, Simon, with these
5: praying hands, we we offer our prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings to God.
2: Amen. In the Spirit of God who searches the heart and knows our deepest needs, let us pray for the church, the world, and all who yearn for Christ's healing.
3: God in whom all things in he- in heaven and earth have their being. Have mercy on Jesus the Christ through whom the world is reconciled to the Father. Have mercy on Holy Spirit whose glory fills the world and searches the depths of God. Amen. Blessed Trinity, source of both unity and diversity. Amen. From blind hearts and petty spirits that refuse to see the need of all humankind for your love, the from pride, self-sufficiency, and the unwillingness to admit our own need of your compassion, the from discouragement in the face of pain and disappointment, and from lack of persistence and thoroughness, the from ignorance, apathy, and complacency, That prevent us from spreading the gospel. O God, we pray for the gifts of ministry. Inspire our minds with a vision for your kingdom in this time and place. Touch our eyes that we may see your glory in all creation. Touch our ears that we may hear from every mouth the hunger for hope and stories of refreshment. Touch our lips that we may tell in every tongue and dialect the wonderful works of God. Touch our hearts that we may discern the mission to which you call us. us us. Touch our feet that we may take your good news into our neighborhoods, communities, and all parts of the world. Touch our hands that we may each accomplish the work you give us to do. Strengthen and encourage all who minister in your name in lonely, dangerous, and unresponsive places. Open the hearts and hands of many to support your church in this and every place.
0: O God, you've made of one blood all the peoples of the earth, and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.
6: Simon, with prayer, companionship, and laying on of hands, we bring the reconciling presence of Christ to those who seek healing. Join us in this ministry by calling us to repentance and assuring us of God's forgiveness and love.
2: Amen. Live without fear. Your Creator has made you holy, loves you eternally, and reconciles you to one another, Come in. Thank
0: you. Come in. right beside your husband, <laughs> brothers and sisters. All Saints Church, greet your new rector and his family.
2: Peace of the Lord be always with, you. always with you.
0: Peace to you.
2: Peace with you. Peace with you. Peace hey, with you, you. Chuckie. <laughs>
5: peace be with
1: you. Peace with you,
2: Ray. Thank you. Not long after I first had uh, we first had children that I found myself crying rather easily at the most uh, small thing, but this is no small thing, and I found myself listening with eyes closed to the beauty of this choir and to the beauty of all of you singing and looking out at you now, I see all sorts of beauty that wonderful gift of an insight that St. Irenaeus said that a human being, the glory of God is a human being fully alive. It is such a deep privilege for my family and I to get to be fully alive in your midst, uh, to share your journey that is now our journey, uh, that we might be people fully alive for the sake of this city. So thank you, deeply, deeply thank you for the privilege of serving alongside you. It's re renew. Our ministry together. I want to thank Bishop Wright, who who had to not only battle traffic but a few incidents on the road to get here, as many of you did. It's a, a, a wonderful privilege to serve in this diocese. Uh, that God is not even nearly finished with us yet, and there's a long way to go. And um, you'll see Bishop Wright and I stand alongside each other through this liturgy as partners in ministry, as we seek to be partners in this diocese alongside. Our bishop, we give thanks for you and your ministry here. Thank you. And I give thanks to my friend Jim Mathis. And, and uh, it's, it's hard, of course, your bishop, your friend, when he's your actual bishop at the time, your diocesan bishop, but, but now he's got on to even greater pastures. <laughs> Uh, at VTS, the Virginia Theological Seminary, and it's a real privilege uh, and a deep honor for you to have been here today as, as we get to carry some of the, the, the stories uh, and the journey that we went on together in San Diego, even that little corner of Pacific Beach. Some of the best tacos on the West Coast right there are in Pacific Beach. Thank you, Jim, for being with us today. I appreciate it very much. So don't worry, this is not like the Academy Awards, but I've got two more thank yous. (laughs) And I thank my mother if she was here, but she isn't. Um, I want to thank the vestry of this church um, who took a chance on me. I want to thank each of you that is the beating heart of this parish. You've been so abundantly welcoming to me and my family. Um, And I know that we're going to step out into this city together in all sorts of Wonderful ways that are uh, right in the heart of God's uh, love and peace for this city. So thank you, the people of all saints. Thank all of you for being here. But there's one last thank you I have to offer. And I should say, if you can forgive me, it's the most important. And that's my wife, Monica. Um, And our three beautiful children, who um, all took one for the team so we could come east again. Um, and, and we hope that we'll have, I know we will have many happy years here among you. Um, so much to be thankful for in this, um, to be part of God's great work in this place. Good evening. Good evening.
0: Uh, It's hard for a a preacher to sit and watch people have all the fun. So I've just got (laughs) I've just really got two two things to say, uh, maybe three. Um, uh, uh, Don't tell the other 113 parishes in the Diocese of Atlanta. Uh, But uh, a special, a a part of my heart is here with you. Uh, I walked into the Episcopal Church in 1990. As, uh, as, an ex, as a veteran and a new college student and was received lovingly and wonderfully and went to seminary not long after that. I don't know what I was thinking, but did my, some of my clinical pastoral education training here in, in Atlanta in 1996, if you remember those days. And the first parish I walked into that was not my home parish, St. George's in Washington, D.C., was this church. And uh, so it is, it, is, it is sort of quietly glorious for me to, to be here with you today as you embark on this next chapter. The chap who had the job then uh, became my dean and friend, uh, and that was Harry Pritchett. Uh, I gave him my first job at Virginia Seminary. And so I, I've had a heart for you, and Pat, uh, I don't mean to embarrass you, but I, I wish you would join me in saying thank you to Pat for her long suffering in this place. <laughs> Jim, uh, uh, Jim said I shouldn't say this out loud, but you know, I, I'll make the mistake publicly. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Simon and Harry and Jeffrey and so on. But it, it seems to me, perhaps Pat is the rector, and she allows, <laughs> and she allows, and she allows uh, people to come and go and to make ministry here. Uh, and so, Pat, we, we remember you. We, we're we're blessed by your diligence uh, in this place and the space that you make uh, so that the ministry can get done. So thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. uh and uh point number two um i want to put a bit sharper edge wonderful eloquent poetic beautiful love the story uh but let me say to you as your diocesan bishop um today is not about simon i'm inviting you as your bishop for you to say yes again the rector's in place thanks be to god And now there's an opportunity for all of us in this place to say yes again. What is required of you so that this place flourishes in its next chapter? Uh, Of course, not in this church, but in some churches I go to, people install the rector and say, oh, we've done it now. Back to other things. No. That is not the model for ministry in Scripture. Shared responsibility for the future of this place shared responsibility for our witness to this city and so as we go to the table in just a moment uh, why don't you intentionally offer yourself as you come to that altar rail so we do this together say amen Amen. thank you for humoring me (laughs) and the last thing is simply this uh with all the poetry let us not forget that ministry takes money say amen. Amen. (laughs) The vestry's like, I'm glad he said it. Yeah, right. (laughs) And we know, beloved, that money's neither good or bad. Money is simply a tool. And so uh, I'm asking you if you will join me in giving as generously as you can. All the revenue collected, all the cash collected this evening goes to the rector's discretionary fund. And that is a fund he gets to use to buy birthday cakes or to make sure that your care and love is made known to this city in ways that are not represented on the budget. And so uh, my best sentence for all of that comes from Paul uh, in his second uh, letter to the church in Corinth. Corinth, uh, very much like Midtown Atlanta. And there Paul says something very simply. Paul says, everyone should give as they have their mind made up to give, not because of guilt or obligation, but because God loves a cheerful giver. That will be your line in just a second. Isn't Paul a genius? Say yes. Yes. Of course he's a genius because Paul bets everything on this simple paradigm. If he takes guilt and arm twisting and brow beating, obligation and shame out of the generosity equation, he knows that we're left with one thing and that is mine and your experience of God's goodness in our life. And Paul bets the entire enterprise on that. Paul reasons that if he can put us in touch with god's real goodness to us at our own address in our own life then the church god's work will have everything it needs to do the work that they're called to do you see the equation and so paul's a genius and so in case no one's ever looked you in your face and told you let me tell you you're blessed you are blessed Thoroughly, deeply, you are blessed. 98% of the world will trade places with you right now, no matter what you're going through. Just because of the dumb accident of geography, you're blessed. Paul goes one step further. Paul says, when we give out of that deep reservoir of God's goodness to us, it says it begins to affect the facial muscles. The, the ends of the mouth turn upwards. The cheeks fill and scrunch. And we become cheerful. And here's what I know after 53 years of living, not as long as some, longer than others, its that sourness and sadness and generosity can't occupy the same space at the same time. So generosity is an opportunity for all of us. You got it. Here we go. St. Paul is right. Everyone should give as they have their mind made up to give, not because of guilt or obligation, but because God loves a cheerful giver. God, for the ministries represented by these symbols, and ask God's grace to live ever more fully into the commitments we have made in baptism.
2: Amen.
3: Simon, we share in the bread and the cup. We proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Join Join us at at God's God's table table to offer and bless our gifts of bread and wine.
2: Amen. Together, let us keep the feast.
0: All are welcome at God's table. If it's God's table, then all are welcome. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to God thanks and praise. All thanks and praise are yours at all times and in all places, our true and loving God, through Jesus Christ, your eternal word, the wisdom from on high by whom you created all things. You laid the foundations of the world and enclosed the sea when it burst out from the womb. You brought forth all creatures of the earth and gave breath to to humankind. Wondrous are you, holy one of blessing. All you create is a sign of hope for our journey. And so as the morning stars sing your praises, we join the heavenly beings and all creation as we shout with joy. God of power and glory and honor are yours creator of all your word has never been silent you call the people to yourself as a light to the nations you delivered them from bondage and led them to a land of promise of your grace you gave jesus to be human to share our life to proclaim the coming of your holy reign and give himself for us a fragrant offering Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, you have freed us from sin, brought us into your life, reconciled us to you, and restored us to the glory you intend for us. We thank you that on the night before he died for us, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, Jesus took the cup of wine, said the blessing, gave it to his friends and said, drink this all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. And so remembering all that was done for us, the cross, the tomb, the resurrection than ascension, longing for Christ's coming in glory and presenting to you these gifts, your earth has formed and human hands have made, we acclaim you, O Christ. Dying you destroyed our death, rising you restored. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, and upon these gifts of bread and wine, that they may be to us the body and blood of your Christ. Grant that we, burning with your Spirit's power, may be a people of hope, justice, and love. Giver of life, draw us together in the body of Christ. And in the fullness of time, gather us with all your people into the joy of our true, eternal home. Through Christ and with Christ and in Christ, by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, we worship you, our God and Creator, in voices of unending Praise. Are you, now and forever. Amen. You say it or sing it. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to join hands as a family under God and to say the words he himself has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Hallelujah, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us the peace. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. Feed them in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. body of Christ, Jim, the body of Christ, Jim, the body of Christ, the blood of Christ, the blood of Christ. Pray, Loving God, we give you thanks for restoring us in your image and nourishing us with spiritual food in the sacrament of Christ's body and blood. Now to the fourth of people forgiven, healed, renewed, that we may proclaim your love to the world and continue in the risen life of Christ our Savior. We have celebrated this new pastoral relationship in the great prayer of the church. Simon, I commend to your love and care the people of All Saints Church. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I commend to your love and care your new rector and his family. He is your colleague and friend, Simon. And now I am delighted to invite your new rector, to proclaim God's blessing on God's people in this place.
2: God's blessing be with you. Christ's peace be with you. The Spirit's outpouring be with you now and always. Amen. Amen.
5: Let us go forth rejoicing in the
0: power of the Spirit.